What's going on, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Core Progression Podcast. Hey, everybody. Happy Tuesday. It is December 28th, and we are in that little bit of an interesting period of time between Christmas and New Year's. And 2022 is poised to be a big, big, big year for the band that we have on the podcast today. And I'm not going to lie. This episode is just... Oh, God. This episode is absolutely fantastic. This is one that, I mean, this is right up there with some of the greats. I mean, I had the episode I did with Modern Day Escape, Along Came a Spider, the one I did with Erica Leanne, the one I did with anyone I've done with uh, Joy Barrea from Varsity. I mean, uh, Page 67, like, all of the, like, this is just absolutely fantastic. This is just mind-blowingly awesome. So, before we get jumping into something, I want to thank our sponsors first, Phoenix Fitness. Yep, Christmas is over. We're hitting the new year. And I know a lot of people, they're going to want to, you know, hit the gym and hit those New Year's resolutions up. Because it's always, the you know, the classic New Year's resolution. Get in shape, get fit, lose weight, whatever your goal might be. And for me... I mean, I, I still love going to mosh pits, so I'm always in the gym as well. So we're going to want to be in there, you know, pumping iron yeah, and running and biking and rowing and hitting the Stairmaster and swimming, all that good stuff. But we also want to make sure that we prepare right and that we recover right so that when it comes to, you know, hitting those fitness goals, we are able to do that. And that's where Phoenix Fitness comes in. They will take care of all your fitness needs supplement-wise in terms of pre-workouts, both stim and stim-free. You guys already know I go with the stim-free stuff because I don't need any more. I'm already crazy enough as it is. We They also have different B-cell recovery compounds, proteins for your morning, nighttime, and after workout, creatines, natural testosterone boosters, uh, multivitamins, literally almost anything you might need in terms of achieving your fitness goals. Supplement-wise, Phoenix Fitness has for you. So our listeners get 15% off the code MSOTD at checkout. So thank you, Phoenix Fitness, for that. Second is custom debuts. Now, with this band that we have on the podcast today, let's... I was just going to tell you it is. It's Rain City Drive. So custom debuts, what they're able to do is they're able to take these custom posters and they're able to take a band and a song or a band and an album and pick a custom poster that up to your liking. So I might say, you know, let's say talk to a friend, buy... Rain City Drive, formerly known as Slaves, and we'll put it up there, and they will put the lyrics on the poster in a really cool way, or I can say, you know, take their album Two Better Days, and they'll put together the album artwork and a track listing on a poster in a really interesting way, and they'll send me a proof within 48 hours, and if I don't really care what they put together, I can give them edit ideas and give them changes I'd like to see, and they will come back to me with a new proof, and once I'm satisfied, boom, they will send it to me. It'll be a poster I can put on, like, you know, normal uh, poster paper, that you see like all the crazy posters I might have up here. If you've ever seen them around here, I mean, I've got the Ice Nine Kills, Rise Against, Falling Reverse one. There's a Data Remember one back there. All of them. Or it can be like a canvas print or even an aluminum print. I mean, how sick is that? Great way to just show off all your musical fandom friends, all that good stuff. So our listeners get 10% using the code CPP10 at checkout for custom debuts. Link to the podcast. Thank you. And now, the band is Rain City Drive, formerly known as Slaves, but now it's Rain City Drive. And... The front man for the band, the lead singer, Matt McAndrew, is on the podcast. And this podcast will literally blow your mind in terms of you get to hear the whole backstory of what the inspiration was behind the name, how they ended up with the name Rain City and then Rain City Drive, how they ended up working within their new music, why they might release a lot of these new songs off the record as singles, and a bunch of different crazy stuff that will let you get into the mind of Matt, of the band, Rain City Drive, just Everything you want to know about the new record, everything you want to know about, you know, where Rain City Drive is going, this podcast is one 
that will help you out, understand that, get you psyched for the record. And also, there's some cool tips and tricks in here when it comes to like potential marketing perspectives that you can use in your own daily life. Like it is awesome. This is one of my favorite episodes I think I've ever recorded of all time. I've been saying that a lot because honestly, these episodes yeah, episodes just keep getting better and better. I love every single minute of this one. I hope you guys do as well. Enough of me talking. Let's get to it. Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast. I am not going to lie. I am, was really, 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 really excited to make this happen because... This band's, their previous record, To Better Days, I finally got a chance to listen to it in 2021, even though it came out in 2020. I'm like, my God, why did I sleep on these guys for so long? It is fantastic. And as of right now, brand new name for the band, brand new song called Cutting It Close. It is out now. So please welcome Matt from the band Rain City Drive. So Matt, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Thanks so much for having me, man. How are you? I'm I'm doing all right right now. Just a little bit a uh, little bit on the sore side body wise because the previous day before we recorded this, I was in a deathcore mosh pit for uh, Brand of Sacrifice and Chelsea Grin. So I'm kind of uh, feeling okay. a little bit this uh, today. Nice. Where, where, where was the uh, show? It was at uh, the Apollo Theater in Belvedere, Illinois, which is just right outside of Rockford, Illinois. Okay, cool. Nice, man. Hell yeah. And I'll be back down there today for Trey and Crown the Empire. So damn yeah. busy man. Hey man, it's live. Live music is back. There's, there's no stopping it right now. True, true, exactly. I know. Yeah, I think everybody's just, I think fans and bands alike are just excited to be back at it. So it's good. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys are the exact same way because I know you guys played a set on the Thursday day at Blue Ridge this year. Was that the only show you guys have played so far this year? No. So we did, um, we did like a a, a little like a smaller U.S. run around Blue Ridge and Rebel Rock. And then uh, we, we just got back from a little UK run as well, um, which, was, which was pretty sick. Oh, you're right. It did a little UK run? That's fucking awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was like seven, seven shows over there. Um, yeah, it was like uh, previously, uh, as far as me being in the band, like we had only done, I think, a couple dates over there. I know the guys have been over there uh, without me, obviously. But um, yeah, I think... We just we, we did like Manchester, which was our first show together where we all met, which we can talk about. And then we did London, but this time we, you know, I feel like I got a better lay of the land over there and like seeing all the. Di- it's funny because you know, obviously like the UK is, it's like as big as a state or something over over here. It's just really tiny, but uh, it's very. There's like different little pockets and different accents and different, you know, vibes everywhere. I feel like so it's cool. Kind of like if you're playing in Florida, it's like, okay, you got Miami, you got Tampa, you got Jacksonville, Daytona, Orlando, you've got the upper part with Tallahassee at the panhandle. England, again, it's not, you know, Florida, but it's kind of got the same nature in terms of different regions, different, you know, dialects in terms of accent. So it's, it's all kind of encompassing in that. Yeah. And like, it's funny because in terms of touring for them, because it's so small, they think like, oh, we got to. We got a four hour drive tonight, boys. You know, it's like, that's like really long. And we're used to, you know, I feel like if we have to drive like eight hours to the next gig overnight, that's like, okay, you know, pretty like par, par for the course, you know? And uh, like our, that was our, our, our longest drive was I think Glasgow to London. Um, but there's a lot of shows over this, you know, it's like really, really close. So we're like, dude, if you, you know, you guys would, you guys would hate it over in America, you know, or uh, Australia is the same. It's like really spread out just like the actual markets you can play like so 
Yeah, I've Crazy. talked to a lot of different bands from Australia, and they're like always talk about how it's like on the east coast of the country. It's, yeah. I mean, you've got all the major cities there, but it's again, Australia is a huge country. It's gonna it's be massive. more spread out. It's it's massive, and like in between the big markets that you'd play, it's just kind of desolate in terms of like gigs or something, you know. So funny. it's like it's like nothing major city, nothing major city. Yeah, and you yeah. gotta go through all that. Totally, yeah. A bunch of kangaroos, another venue. Okay, we good. Yeah. <laughs> Have you, have you guys played in Australia at all with you yeah. and the band or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was so that was my second uh, tour with the guys. We did that first tour, which was uh, UK, Europe, and then we did Australia. Then we did the states. Then we did the states again. Then I think we went into lockdown, and then yeah, then just doing these festivals and back in the back in the UK where it all started. So it's cool. It was so, it was kind of kind of fun that we were back in the UK for the name change too. So it's sort of like. Kind of full circle um yeah like first you know what i mean yeah it all kind of comes to, it all comes together in a really weird way because like you said the first shows that you end up playing with the band were over in the uk mm-hmm. the first shows after the name change over in the uk so it just all yeah. kind of makes sense and if i read it correctly when i was kind of going through stuff in the band basically trying to do my homework to make sure i was kind of on the up and up when it came to the name change over to rain city drive it all started with uh inspiration from that first show you played over in the uk when you joined the band correct yeah exactly so to, to give people a little backstory if they don't they don't know um you know i was a very very last minute addition to that tour um you know the guys the guys former vocalist mr mr jonathan craig um uh, kind of bailed out last last minute um and uh they were he just flew home and so they were at the airport and we're like well we need a singer we want to do this tour you know they like <clears throat> obviously there's a lot that goes into tour and you know getting everything organized and whatever and it's like a big expense and everything and they were like shit like what are we going to do um and they were waiting to see if they were going to go through like final security but like if they have a vocalist and they're basically just kind of calling everybody. They're like, they're calling their booking agent who like sings a little bit and they're calling other people like just who do we know that could possibly fill in and just kind of make this work, you know? And also, you know, Johnny's super, super well known in the scene and like revered for his singing ability. So it was like, I just, it was kind of a tough thing. It's like, who are we going to get to fill in like last, last minute? Um, Long story short, uh, I'm good friends with, my buddy Kevin Thrasher from Escape the Fate, who was headlining that tour um, with Slaves at the time. And he was like, you should hit up my buddy Matt. Um, and so, yeah, they, they had like 15 minutes to like check out like a little clip of me singing on The Voice. I checked out like 30 seconds of Star Explode and was like, okay, there's no screaming. Sure, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> and that was, that was it. Like I had like, it was so last minute and um, my passport expired that day. So I had to get a rush, a rush passport like the next day and we missed the first show, which I was happy about because it gave me a little more time to try to learn some lyrics. But yeah, like I like we had never heard of each other before. Like I didn't know who Johnny was. I didn't know who slaves were. They didn't know who I was. And we met like uh, in front of the venue under a bridge a couple hours before that first show. No, no sound check, anything. And uh, yeah, and, and it was just it was really weird. And I was making up a bunch of lyrics and, um, but it went, it went really well. Like my, my, my worst fear was that I was going to show up after having told the guys that I could do it and that I would do it, you know, and then they were just going to be like, what the f- 
fuck, dude, like, you don't have any of these songs memorized? Yeah, because I had nothing memorized. Like, it was so last minute. I was trying, you know, just listening to the songs on loop. I took a red eye over there, um, you know, but they were just super gracious and, and cool and welcoming and just, like, happy that I was there and that they were doing the tour. And um, by the second show, we kind of we kind of knew that that was the band as weird as that is we were all just like this is this is cool and like i i like had my project with thrasher and that's cool because it's like that's like a little duo and it's easy but like i never saw myself being in like a band band again like a traditional you know um group like that again that's how that's 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 how i started out coming up being in bands but yeah, so I was like, I was like, oh, but this is sick. Like these guys are great. I love the music, and I guess they were happy with me. And it was like, that was it. Anyways, so that's our that's our crazy story. So I I knew like the basis of the story when mm-hmm. it came to Johnny. When it came to you know you joined the band sort of last minute for that tour. Mm-hmm. I didn't know all of that entailed from them basically just hearing something from you for you know maybe fifteen minutes, you hearing so- a song for thirty seconds, having to get a rush passport just to get over there, and then by the second show it was just like it felt like it was natural. That is, yeah, that, that is an absolute insane story, my friend. Yeah, it was. It was literally. I think for both of us, we listened to like a thirty second clip of the other person. It was like okay, and you know, I was like I just had, I think, I think it was like 15 minutes from the time they first called me to me trying to figure out if I was really going to do it. And I was like, damn, this is crazy. Um, it's all, you know, it's always been a dream of mine to tour internationally. I'd done a lot of, um, touring, uh, stateside with my solo stuff, but I was just like, just seemed like a really cool opportunity. So I was like, sure. And, um, it's, you know, it's funny too. I always say like, um, usually in music, I guess in the entertainment business in general, it's like <clears throat> you find out about some opportunity and that's like the hard thing is to get an opportunity, you know, and you're, you, you got to audition or you're like, Oh, I'm going for this. Or there's this thing that I'm like really shooting for. Right. And it's like, you try to find out whether you got it or not. But this was like, this opportunity was the polar opposite and that it just came totally out of left field. I wasn't planning on it. I wasn't like hoping for it. It was like, I didn't even know that it, you know, I was like teaching a piano lesson that day, just like chilling and Thrasher's like blowing up my phone being like, dude, you want to do this UK tour? And I was like, what? Like, what, what the hell is going on? Like, it was just kind of fell into my lap. And it's the thing that's, you know, like I, me doing the voice, like my first big break, like be, being in this band was like my next big break. And it's become a thing where I was like, oh, this is cool. Oh, this is really cool. So now it's like the main thing that I do as an artist, as like a person, you know, and it's like what it's like where I put most of my energy and time and passion into. So it's like, it's really weird that it came out of total left field. Like I wasn't even thinking about it, you know, that is insane. And they're, like, just hearing that story, there are two things that kind of come to mind for me. One thing is one thing that my mom loves to say, it's is when you have opportunities present themselves, it's, you know, use your wisdom, but take them as they come because sometimes they just don't end up coming. Just, you never know what might happen with them. And the worst thing that can happen is, is you just right back to where you were at the start. So you kind of took that yeah. idea and just ran with it. Another one is, this is from a movie that came out like 20 years ago. It doesn't one called rat race. And it wasn't, they know uh-huh. that all that well known of a movie, but there was one quote in there that I remember was 
uh, good things take time, but great things happen all at once. And look at yeah. basically what that sort of, <laughs> yeah, from yeah. you teach, like doing a piano lesson to, yeah. within, you know, a couple of days, all of a sudden you're doing your second show with the band and it felt like it was a natural <laughs> fit and it was all set and ready to go. And now you're back to being in more of that traditional band style and doing this whole entire thing with music in a whole yeah. different perspective. Yeah. Just like never thought I would too. And it's cool. Like um, a little bit of backstory on me again. It's like, yeah, I grew up doing like more kind of like indie bands. And then I uh, got really into Bob Dylan in college, and I was like singer songwriter mode, hard hardcore. Had like a John Mayer phase. Um, <clears throat> did the voice, had a lot of success and fun with that. Um, but I got into uh, Sempaternal by Bring Me in like 2013. And I just loved that record so much. I went to see him live, and it was always in the back of my head. I was like, it'd be really cool to do a project like that. But I didn't think that I'd ever really get a chance to. Um, and when I met Thrasher, actually, I kind of assumed because he was in Escape, I was like, that's probably going to be that more kind of post hardcore thing. Uh, and then our music that we've written together is, it has always been more kind of pop leaning than that. Um, but he was the one that introduced me to the guy. So it kind of wound up happening anyway. It's, it's just it's just strange. And like, I've always been like, uh, pretty, pretty heavily tatted up or whatever. Like, um, I don't know, I, I got like, my hands and neck done when I was this was in like 20 2010 or something like that like it's funny to me now being new to the quote-unquote scene because I'll look back and be like damn Craig and Escape didn't even have his neck tattooed and I was singing like your body's a wonderland like and shit like on acoustic and people people especially back then they'd look at me and think oh this guy's like a screamer or something that's just never been my I just thought it looked cool and uh, even even to the extent of like, I used to think like, man, did I just fuck myself because like there wasn't anybody like who was like a mainstream star that was that tatted up, you know what I mean? And I was trying to do like pops. This was way before like, you know, like the one the one D guys and like Bieber and everybody be you know being. Anyways, it's just funny how shit's changed with that. No, absolutely. It's like, especially with those guys, like, again, you're talking about, you know, this is back, you know, 10 years ago, talking about the boy bands, like, you know, One Direction, talking about Just Beer, always at that point, you know, no tattoos, always clean shaven, just yeah, very man. much of like a clean perception. And as time has gone, especially in the past 10 years, using tattoos as the example, they have gotten so much more of a under of an understanding and so much more of like an acceptance in culture. It's crazy. I was even take a look at the show Ink Master. So many people watch that show yeah. and it's gotten so many people into the idea of tattoos. Myself, I loved watching that show when I was in college because it was like, it came out like, holy shit, I don't want to stop watching because it's, it's cool looking at all the artwork they come up with. I don't yeah. even have any tattoos, but I want to watch. I'm kind of interested to see what people come up with and totally. more people are getting those tattoos and they're becoming more prominent figures, not only in the scene, which they have been for, you know, pretty much ever since the scene was a thing, yeah. but throughout pop culture as well. So it's becoming much more of an accepted thing throughout just anywhere you look it's crazy man and it's yeah it's it's really become a staple of even just like pop you know it's just wild everybody's got face face taps and shit it's just like crazy but it's but it's cool man i mean it's shit shit changes you know what i mean shit changes everything has like some sort of cyclical nature to it and it just makes sense where at some point in time when tattoos are you know first were starting to become a thing even in the you know early 1900s seen mm -hmm. as very taboo very counterculture and then as time progressed yeah. you know rock and metal started to become even bigger 
became a thing, became bigger 70s, 80s, yeah. about, you know, thrash will come in. Tattoos were starting to become a staple to the counterculture. Now it's just they're a staple everywhere. So, right. you, you know, since, I'll say see someone with all the tattoos like you do. Yeah, even for someone that, you know, maybe has never seen before, takes a look, you've kind of like, oh, this guy might actually be one of those unclean folks. Similar to, again, I'll, I'll use the example you kind of brought up, especially with Bring the Horizon, Ali Sykes, because, I, you know, take a look at him. Very, yeah, kind of and he was way. and he was heavily tatted back in back, back early too, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you always see the night. Now he's got the he's got like the feather coming down on his the side of yeah. his face. Like he's got it all. Makes sense though, because um, well, you know what's funny? Like my dad, my dad, R.I.P. Always used to say uh, to not get a tattoo, but it was because he said it would make it easier for the cops to like find me. <laughs> I was like, Dad, what kind of advice is that? He's like, you know, if you ever if you ever get in trouble, whatever, like. But uh, in, in, my, in my line of work, it's like you want to be easily identified, right? You know, so luckily for me, I'm not a criminal. I'm a singer, you know what I mean? I'm like, cool. But uh, I feel like that's what it comes down to. And even like with the, with, the, with the influx of like all the kind of more like punk style now and everything, it's like it's very like peacocky and like how can I stand out? And like I'm going to have a green mohawk and like a unicorn on my face or something. And it's like it is good branding, you know what I mean? Even like uh me being on the voice with like my shaggy hair and glasses and tat it's like it was very like that's like the guy and that, that that's that's like my my new thing from a performance like uh perspective is like if you just if you were just on stage like facing an audience for a, for an hour and like if you get off stage and they don't recognize you when you're walking around like you've failed you know what i mean like <clears throat> It's like, and, and, and for, for every single band member, like, I, like obviously for the front man, that's my thing. And a lot of people are going to be look, but it's like, I'm like, no, like if you, I don't care if you were playing Tambo up there, if you had like a triangle, like if you like that, you have an hour to make a, a visual impression on somebody. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that doesn't even just speak to just, you know, you, you as a singer, you as a musician or anybody in that room that speaks to anything that everyone ever does. When you take a look at what you did in the voice, it's, who else in the voice was going to look anything like you when it comes to, you mm -hmm. know, shake your glasses, but especially all the tattoos everywhere. No one's going to end up looking like you. But when people tuned into the voice back in 2014, when you were on it, it was, you came up, they didn't need to have that nameplate underneath to have people know who you were. Yeah, people would, yeah. it's like, for, you know, for the first time people would ever watch it or see you perform, they would need just to know, you know, who is this person? What's his name? That kind of yeah, stuff. For but sure. the second time you came on, that wasn't going to be needed from those people because you were going to be the most instantly recognizable person from all tattoos, from your appearance. It was going to be something where no one was going to miss out on it. Yeah, for sure. So it's just, yeah, it's like, it's, it's kind of funny. I feel like, I don't know, but then, you know, there's, there's other waves too, right. Where, where people do take a more kind of like, I don't know. I feel like we've had phases in music where it's, you have the people that look really like, like the David Bowie's and like the seventies where everybody looked, but it kind of, everybody looked kind of wild back then to even like even the fans of the concert and then you have other waves where it's like i don't know like a band like and like weezer or something they look kind of like normal guys you know what i mean so it's like you can kind of play it's you can play it any any way it's all like entertainment you know what i mean but and I mean, this kind of kind of speak to anybody as well with anything <clears throat> they do when even when it comes to any business you know personal brand whatever it might be it's you can present yourself in any way as long as you make it somewhat memorable. Use Weezer as an example. Yeah, they looked, you know, completely normal, especially when you take a look at any press photo they ever done. These look yeah. like guys that are going to be like your neighbors living on <laughs> some like art, like you're living next to an arts district in any major city in the United States. Right. But, 
but you still instant you still instantly know who those guys are even myself when i'm at music festivals like True. i do something similar where i will always wear something the same that's like throughout all four days or three days because mm. it's the piece that someone recognized from when i was at blue ridge I wore, I wore a minnesota vikings hat the whole time and people recognize me because you know there's you know there's th- tens of thousands of people there but you see that hat and you know it's me that's sick so so Something I can uh, remember from my college days, like they used to, so like the, it's like a, you know, performance school, whatever, like a vocal major. And so a, a lot of the stuff in the, the workshops we would do um, were more centered towards like music theater and jazz and classical and whatever. So, um, you know, I would, I would have to kind of pick and choose from the, like, what can I apply to rock and pop from this stuff? Right. But um, the one cool thing is that they were talking about, um, going for audition going for auditions i guess for like musical theater um and they were just talking about like it's cool to take a picture of yourself for every audition and then like make sure that you wear like that same color anytime you get in front of that casting director again so you don't wear the exact same thing but just like you know what i mean just anything to kind of help yourself just be be remembered a little more which i thought was kind of cool so that's just kind of playing with different visual cues at the same point, but that's incredibly intelligent. That might be something that people might even take for with with their, uh, you know, professional lives or lists. Even just any normal. Yeah. Even any more like normal job opportunity. Right. You know? Yeah. It's like, instead of, you know, you're going to end up wearing, you know, you know, business casual or business attire clothes, whatever it might be. Right. But it's like, make sure the shirt might be the exact same color. It doesn't have to be the same shirt, but if it's the same color pants or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like a little, maybe, maybe it's the same color pocket square. What just something, some kind of pop, you know what I mean? And then like on your LinkedIn profile, you know, make sure whatever that, whatever the thing is, whether it's, you know, like match said, the 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 uh, pocket square or if it's you know the same color shirt make sure that that's there because yeah. all of a sudden that's something that they're these people are end up referencing as a, like okay who is person all of a sudden they see that they instantly know who it is and they have some sort of connection to what you've done with that right. visual cue yeah see that we're helping people get hired in the workforce it's amazing <laughs> literally talking you know first music then you know <laughs> what, what your story that all of a sudden talk about tattoos talking about I'm like you, know, you need to get a pocket square that's kids if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> well shoot i mean pretty much after this episode i might have to run out and get a pocket square because i don't <laughs> have one i'm gonna need, i'm gonna need to make this happen man dude it's, it's the pocket square is gonna be the the scene must have accessory of 2020 22 I wouldn't be surprised though, because we—I mean, we saw the resurgence of pop punk. We saw the resurgence of that style. You never know what's gonna happen. I mean, you—the you, next step literally could Hilarious. be all of a sudden pocket squares. Then everyone's wearing black again. Everyone's doing get the guy liner thing. We go full emo in 2023. After that, it could be a thing. I'm—I'm I'm, I'm not gonna man. lie. I'm—I'd be kind of here for it because hell, let's—I'm good funny. with bringing it back. <laughs> Why not, man? Well, cool, dude. I like it. I'm a fan of it. And kind of just jumping back into the whole entire name thing as well. Mm-hmm. For the specific, you know, you told kind of told the whole entire story about, you know, how you got in the band. I know that was the, what's the proper way? The influence for the the, the new name of what it is. So how did yeah. you guys land on, because I know at first when I saw the name change, it came across and not like a press release on October 15th. It came across as Rain City. And then all of a sudden, a couple days later, or a couple weeks later, came through as Rain City Drive. So what was how'd you guys land on that name specifically and then what was the reason to add drive at the end of it yeah for sure so give it give a little bit of backstory um you know me and the guys have been brainstorming names for the band 
since that Australia tour. So that was like the month after we met. Um, it was sort of a idea of like, you know, it was, it was a new lineup officially. It was a kind of thing where it's just like, it might be cool to change the name. Like there was some, you know, like certain feelings about the name, like, yeah, maybe we could probably, we could probably have something better than this and just made sense for a lot of reasons. I know we've gone into it before, but, um, so rain city was, uh, a name out of like hundreds of names. I'm telling you, dude, I, I, I brainstorm all of us, but I, I know, I know me per, personally, at least I, I had like a, a thing in notes in my phone. It's just scrolling, 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 just like a billion different names. I was just like, Oh, I don't ever want to have to try to brainstorm a band name again. And it's so tough, like coming up with, you know, that's usually like the first thing you do. It's so weird to name something that already exists. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, cause it's really like, Bring Me is a great example of like, if I was like, oh, the, the band's Bring Me the Horizon. I'd be like, what the hell is that? You know what I mean? But you just, you get used to it because you associate it with the music and then it's great because they're great. So anyways, long story short, I had this huge list of names. Um, Rain City was on that list because I was trying to think of things that I could relate back to where we met and how we met. Um, and a nickname for Manchester is Rainy City. That's what... Google tells me. So I was like, okay, let's just do rain city. I think that would be kind of cool. Um, I kind of forgot about that idea. It didn't ever really get much attention. Um, and then we were sending in a bunch of, uh, ideas to the label and I eventually just sent in that whole list. And that was actually one, um, J JT from, uh, Hawthorne Heights actually has been, uh, helping us with some, with some stuff. And that was a name that he, saw and was like i think that one's probably a pretty good idea and that was like on everybody's list from the label so it made us kind of reconsider it um and again it's just like you know we 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 really like our origin story and how we met it's so serendipitous and it just made it kind of makes us feel like it was just meant to be and like it's this for us the story and probably probably a lot of bands can relate to this but it's like we're just that band where like it never goes the way it's supposed to and it's never just like a straight easy path there's always like well you thought it was going to be this but uh like you're nope your tour bus is only going to have two wheels and you're you know what i mean or we're like whatever it is like you know it's just like you really need uh i don't know it's just, it's just every, everything's going to break everything's going to go wrong and you just have to like keep saying like no we're just going to keep going we're going to keep doing it so that tour is a great example for the guys of just like we don't have our, we, we don't have a lead singer anymore. What the hell are we going to do with this? And I'm like, I, I got to try to learn all this stuff. And it just came together and you just kind of keep going. And so, uh, we, it's kind of like an empowering thing to us. Um, so it was rain city for a hot, hot minute. And then, um, you know, basically, uh, I think the name could have been vetted a little bit better and, and, and that we just, we just didn't have that, um, you know, clear path of like, no one else has ever thought of this. It's like, a big so obviously manchester rainy city there's also like portland's rain city seattle's rains there's a bunch of rain city and so with that there's other there's other brands there's other bands there's other whatever so we just we wanted to add something that would make it totally unique even so we could just have like a clean like raincity.com and everything is just at at rain city drive right so um that was kind of the thinking and then just the word drive in general um, I kind of like that it's a verb 
um, it kind of is more actiony. It paints a better. I, I actually wound up liking the name better, to be honest with you. If, if to, to me, it's a little more colorful, and it's like it's cool to say RCD, but just drive could mean obviously like driving, but it's also I think more so it's kind of like that that drive of like that that determination. You know what I mean, kind of factor. So. I can kind of see what you mean, like that drive, determination, perseverance through all the crap that you guys have gone through. Because like you said, exactly. nothing's really ever gone right. And when I like when I first heard the name Rain City too, because like what you end up saying, you know, there's other places that are also known as Rain City, like Portland, Seattle. My first thought was, I'm like, oh, I didn't know that this was kind of like a Seattle connection here. So that was my yeah. first thought. And then when all of a sudden the second one, you know, happened, all of a sudden a couple weeks later, comes out with Rain City Drive. Not gonna lie, when I thought when I heard the drive fast, I'm like, this kind of makes a little more sense even to me. I don't know yeah. why, just the way the it flows, Rain City Drive, especially with with your music has more of you know that rock post hardcore, but also those pop elements in there. Yeah, the, the drive kind of adds a little more of that pop element feel to the name itself. So it kind of even you know starts to brand itself a little bit in that way from an emotional standpoint, at least in my mind. Uh, no, it's great. Yeah, no, and it's again, it's like it was it was such a bummer to have to like tweak it last minute and i was like fuck what are we gonna do we got to come up you know it's like all right guys put your thinking hats on again like I, like we've been brainstorming for the past two years like what you know what i mean so it's like but i i was yeah i was holding on to hope that we would find something that we actually liked even better which is what happened and it seems like most of the fans are on board with it too which is which is cool and, and you know again it's like what's in a name i think people will hear the record and like the record and like our stuff and they'll, then they'll just like the name. But also one thing I forgot as well is like my, my main checklist with, with it was right again, uh, tie in with our origin story, how we met, which is what the name does. But I also thought it'd be cool to tie in with the branding that we built on the last record, you know, because obviously we put a lot into that album cycle and that's how people think of us. So I was like, it'd be cool if it was like a song name or something that kind of ties in back with that. So that's why I thought the rain was cool because obviously on to better days, we have the cloud above us. So it's just like, we can keep that branding and that, so that's another reason why I came up with that idea back in the day. I was like, I think it'd be cool to kind of like have that tie in and make sense to people. So when they see it, they're like, and especially when you see, you know, rain city drive now associated with that last LP, it's like, Oh, cool. Got it. You know what I mean? And like, there's some, like we, we kind of kind of planned it out to work, you know, so it's good. And I think one of the other big things you said, especially at the beginning of that explanation was with the bands, you know, you had the newer lineup, especially with you in there as well. Mm-hmm. It's you want to come up with a name change. because It's kind of, you know, a little bit of a different style, especially from what previously would happen with Johnny. So when mm-hmm. you had to better days and you have the new record as well there, you're going to want a little bit more of this cohesiveness and maybe a little more of a better branding with the core that you have now. And it got me thinking back to, you know, think about the guy like Mark Tremonti and, and uh, the two other guys that are not Miles Kennedy and Alterbridge because they used to be in Creed, all three of those guys. Could mm. you imagine if, you know, they would have broken up and all of a sudden here comes Miles Kennedy with those same three guys and they called themselves Creed? It, they probably would nowhere be nowhere near as big as they are now as Alterbridge because that's a brand new identity from different sound and it, you associate Alterbridge when you with you know the guitar work of Mark Shimani, yeah, those soaring man. vocals of Miles Kennedy. So it does make a lot of sense, but in a little bit of a different way with you guys because the the music wasn't changing. It was you had you know different little bit of a lineup change, but a lot of the musical direction might have still been rather similar. So you want yeah. to keep that flowing without really fully disrupting everything, but not making it seem like it's totally the exact same with the name change. Totally, yeah, because like you know that's that's like the truth of it, right? Is like 
it really from the last record it's the same band you know and 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 i think there's there's going to be a good through line from that record to this one the same as we wanted to keep a through line from beautiful death to to better days you know what i mean um for ourselves for the fans whatever but yeah i mean it's 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 really interesting and um obviously like you know just kind of i understand i understand a lot of just to go into a little bit you know i know i know a lot of the fan base and there, there is, you know, there is meaning for people in the name slaves and like slaves to your addictions and substances. And, you know, even though current members of the band have struggled with that themselves, not just Johnny, it's like, we just wanted something that was overall more empowering and felt kind of like our story a bit more. So that's the, that's the number one thing. There's, there's also just a weirdness to the history and the connotation of that word that it's like, yeah, like people don't want to wear it on their t-shirt or whatever, or like it'll make fans be like, oh, I don't know if I want to come to that. And like, like I, I totally get that. I, me being an outsider, you know what I mean? I was the last person to jump, jump into this. I was like, it's kind of a weird name, you know what I mean? And so, and, but I was like, well, let me, let me get in and see, see what the story is, see what the definite, like see how the fan base is reacting or whatever. And it's like, when you're in that little bubble, of course, everybody knows like, it was, you know, there was never any ill intent or whatever, but you're also dealing with like nobody in the band, like came up with that. It was nobody's, you know what I mean? Current people. And it's just like, bring it to anybody outside. And they're just like, Oh, that's, you know what I mean? And it's like, that's the last thing you want for band name, bro. And like, I, I just like, I just want it to be a thing where it's like, everybody's welcome. Everybody feels good about it. You feel cool about being like, this is the band I'm listening to sick. I'm going to see them. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, that's like it, like it, the name can't be a barrier for entry. It's just like whack, you know what I mean? And so um, that's something that I always felt like I was like, let's let's get going on this name change, you know what I mean? If we if we can. And so like I said, we started brainstorming it super super early. So that's like one thing. There is also the fact of like Johnny's rep- reputation is fucking bonkers, bro. <laughs> like it's still people still on tours will do will will call up and try to boycott the show. You know, and it's like, because you know, you know what I mean. Like it's it's so it's like the name. It's the name itself. In my opinion, I'm not I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, but in my opinion, the name slaves is whack. For you know what I mean. Like, and you can you can you can print that, do whatever. It's just like it's just not great. You know what I mean. Like again, I'm not saying it doesn't have meaning to people and everything, but it's also like, why why would you want to be a slave to anything? If we're all slaves to something, it's like that's not cool, bro. I don't I, I want to do something more positive with what I'm doing. So that's number one thing number two johnny's reputation is crazy and it will still hold you back even if he's not even in the fucking band anymore and the third thing that i didn't realize and i don't know if i was really being like honest with myself is that it takes a lot to step in and fill shoes and i was proud of myself with how well i've done but there's always that you know thing in the back of your head where it's just like it doesn't really feel like yours, you know? And I think Colin was the only guy that had been there from the very start, start. And so he kind of, he's been there the whole time. And I always give him such props for like holding this thing together. Right. <laughs> Until like we could all hop on. And, and by the time I met the guys, like they had been dealing with such bullshit with different member changes and all this drama that like those four guys were really solid and they had to be, you know what I mean? To like have made it that far. And then I was pretty easy too. And then it was just like, oh, now this is just easy for everyone. But um, yeah, it's just like, I, I think it feels really good. I can speak for myself and for the other guys, except except Colin, maybe. I mean, I know he's happy about it too, but he's kind of old. But even, you know, Zach, uh, 
Felipe, like the, the last record we did to Better Days was the first LP that they played on too. And so I just, I, I really see it with us, especially it's like, we really feel like, oh damn, this is, this is, this is really ours now. And you don't think about like all these memories that like you weren't there for and all this stuff that happened before your time and maybe stuff that like you don't want to take ownership of and you don't want to take credit for. And you're like, I can't vouch for that. So it's like, it feels, it feels really good, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. Say even to bring a different from a fan perspective, couple of things on that when it does come to the name, because when I first read through the what the like especially with slaves, what the original meaning was behind the name, like I understood the concept of the meaning behind it, where you wanted to go, where they where the band wanted to go with it, but I do understand what you're talking about. You know, there are a lot of negative connotations from it, especially when it comes to American history. So it's going to bring forward a completely different mindset for a lot of different people, and yeah, no one's really going to want to wear something like that that on their shirt. I mean. It can be, sometimes, you know, shirts can be really weird, especially with names. And sometimes people wear them all the time. I mean, hell, Ice Nine Kills, that's a shirt I'm wearing right now. It's like right. that name is kind of wacky, but I mean, I, I love wearing it because why the hell not? It's a great band, But it's man. like, it's, a a, great name. It's, a, it's kind of like a unique thing where it's not, you know, like you don't think of anything else. It's like, it's like, oh, that's, mm -hmm. those are kind of cool buzz, buzzwords that kind of stick out, but it's not like, yeah, it's like, I just wasn't trying to take ownership for a word that has like such a weighted history to even if you just google it it's like it's it's not it's not a positive thing you know what i mean so like again everybody's in their own bubble and they're like yeah i think this is cool but it's like i'm not doing like a door-to-door -door like explainer of what you know what i mean it should just yeah. be a name that's like oh that seems cool and whatever so that was like another thing with the new name rain city drive too it's like i i wanted something that seemed kind of like cool but i didn't want something that was like too sad boy to emo or to kind of negative you know what i mean like i just i wanted to keep it open because i think like us as a group um we want to be able to do a lot of different kinds of music and i feel like the last record was overall kind of a bummer because uh i think it was you know i think most music in the scene kind of is first of all <laughs> that's kind of the business that we're in and I know me personally, like I had a lot of stuff to get off my chest that I just felt like was kind of me being in more of like a dark place or something. Um, but one of my big things is like, I don't want to have to be sad to make a record, you know? And so I tried to show, uh, all of us did like different sides that are maybe a little more upbeat and a little more happy and optimistic. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm being overly optimistic by calling that I don't think the new record is optimistic at all, but... <laughs> it's at least it it has it's kind of like about death in general but it but it uh it's super super happy but it does it does have songs that are more pop and more just kind of upbeat and energetic and a little less like depressive or something you know what i mean and so i i could see a world where it's like we do some songs that are just like everything's great in the future i mean i don't i don't, I don't know if that'll happen but i want a name that's like leaves leaves that door open you know what i mean yeah and a name like grand city drive does leave that door open the other thing that you did bring up that i completely had forgotten about but makes total sense is the reputation of johnny himself because when it comes to even think about a band that has had some sort of a member change where that member change was not under the best terms mm -hmm. it's a, sometimes it's really hard for that band to just move on from that without having some sort of reminiscence term. even using one of johnny's previous projects as well with dance gavin dance i think they yeah. have definitely moved on from that but a lot of that has to do with how they have grown and how they have basically 
rework themselves with Tillian as the lead vocalist. Even right. go to Escape the Fade as well. I think maybe with that first record that they came out with post Ronnie Radke, you know, yeah. especially with what had happened with Ronnie, a lot of people were thinking about that. And then all of a sudden he comes out with his stuff with Falling in Reverse. And now you see that split happen there. So it's kind of, you know, it's it's good on that end for them. When it comes to you guys, I mean, even when I found first found out about the band, I didn't even, and I noticed that Johnny Craig was a, a previous member of the band. I didn't even think about that because I was listening to To Better Days. I'm like, oh, Johnny used to be this band? Oh, shoot. Okay. And I didn't really think anything of it because, well, right. I was like three or four songs deep. I was going to talk to a friend. I'm just like, this song fucking slaps. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, and then I found out, I'm like, yeah, yeah, we don't need to go into any more of that. Totally. But it, does, but it does make a lot of sense to, you know, maybe even like use the name change as something to really take the band away from some of those other perceptions that people might have now that but rancy drive i mean the initials you got rcd that kind of flows really nicely when you say it yeah, rcd thanks, or or like rc drive whatever you want to put with it because yeah. there's a lot of bands that kind of escape the etf it could be a thing yeah we came totally. as romans i always end up saying we car at some point because i'm like that just yeah. kind of sounds cool so yeah. using that you can especially when it comes to a marketing standpoint, branding standpoint, it allows for a lot more creativity and a lot more maneuverability with the name itself and with the initials. Totally, man. Yeah. No, I, again, I'm just, it, it's, it's, it's been in the works basically since I met the guys <laughs> and I'm just so happy to see it like finally play out. I'm happy that if you go to the Spotify now, it's like you see the two separate pages. And another thing that's cool too is like, you know, it feels good to have, that clean Spotify where it's like our or like we we started in 2019 the five of us right and obviously we were building on this great supportive fan base that has stayed with us and we're super appreciative of that but the flip side of that is like it could have tanked it could have been like who's this guy from the voice that has no business doing this shit with you guys and it just like sucked or something you know what I mean so it's like I like to think of it as like a, in, instead of like us the five of us from 2014 and it's like this is where they are i'm like no check out what we've accomplished in the past year like yes we started with this fan base that's incredible but we we more than doubled that on the on the last record you know what i mean and it's just going to keep going up from here so it's like it, it just it just feels it feels good on a lot of different levels man and you know um again just like i'm just happy to take ownership of and like wrap my head around things that like I understand and that I've been a part of and like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, I, like I can only vouch for, for, for me at the end of the day. So I'm just like, Oh yeah. Like this is, this is, this is cool. I feel like comfortable with this. So it's good. Well, especially it seems like you're taking, you know, with what, especially with you using it because you use a slave name for the last record for it to better days. Yeah. And with, you know, you know, basically brand new Spotify starting with a clean slate. What I kind of think what you guys even did with that was, you're showing, you know, the brand, the new uh, side of the band. It's like, okay, this is, you know, now the five of us. This is the connected part of this, how we all connect with it. And we're moving forward to the next chapter as every single album is like another chapter for the band. But you're sort of taking the positive connections to what had been built on in the past, especially with the previous record, with the fans that have been with the band since 2014. So yeah. it's a more natural progression, especially when the name change was announced. It's like, people knew that this was coming this this totally, wasn't yeah. this wasn't a surprise by by any means so this was already totally. expected and the expectations were there that okay this is going to end up happening and it's not going to be really any issue due to the fact that we are all aware of what's going on yeah for sure and, and it's and it's cool too that the fans stuck with us i i know that and like from from the announcement 
to the actual thing happening was was pretty delayed and it was kind of delayed for good reasons though like we we signed a new a new deal with the label which like that was an unexpected thing that kind of took a little while to get to get together obviously like the well not obviously i say it it's obvious to me we're always in the business of like we know everything before everybody else does right (laughs) so it's like you know and that that was so funny the last record because there was understandably so there were like a lot of doubters haters and whatever and it was like i feel like you know i knew it was going to work out before even i really knew because i'm just like i'm a son of a bitch i'll probably pull this (laughs) off you know what i mean like i've been known to do some crazy shit it'll probably work and then it worked out and 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 then like the band knew and then the five of us were like this is going to be sick and we were sitting on all these songs that nobody had heard and then heavier comes out and most most people were like this is actually pretty good all right and then the next song was like damn this one's this is pretty good too and we're, we're like oh this sounds good <laughs> like at least we think right you know but so it's like i feel the same way again on this next record only it's it's i was honestly weird feeling like people were rooting for us this time i was like do we need that like bad energy like do, do we need a chip on our shoulders to like really kill it or whatever but um but no so long long story short again which is should be the name of this episode is uh <laughs> that uh um the new the new record not obviously is totally finished mastered and it sounds great um worked with uh eric ron and matt squire on the production side and yeah it just it sounds it sounds sick man i think uh i think there's a new single coming out like maybe the end of january um you know i want to do as many singles as we can i know that we did a bunch last time and that really worked out well but um yeah i don't know i'm 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 super proud of the new record uh we all worked really hard on it and i think it's um as much as i love to better days and i always will like i i i, I definitely know that we we leveled up in a lot of areas um so yeah i said well now man i gotta ask you this question and it's specific for something i talk about a lot on different podcasts and a lot when I do live streams with a bunch of people that follow all the stuff that I do and just we talk about this a lot and it comes to what you just said with the new record wanting releases of as many singles as possible what's your mindset around doing something like that especially with the way that people consume music today on streaming services well I just think putting out singles is great because yeah you you can pitch it to a playlist every time you can pitch it to radio every time potentially you know, and, and, I, and I, I do think we're living in like a singles, for music in general, it's very single driven. Um, now, being in a rock band is really cool because people really do still listen to albums. And, and that's great. And going, going back to Bring Me and Sam Paternal, that was the thing that struck me was, wow, this album is just really strong. It's a real, it's, it's, a, it's a true like body of work. And, um, you know, I always say, if, even if that was the last thing that they had put out, they'd still be doing pretty well in my eyes. They wouldn't be as big, but they'd be selling out like smaller venues still on that record. Cause it's just, a, it's, just, it's a great record, you know, it has a, it has a big feel to it. And so um, super important for us to deliver a good record, but yeah, I love putting out a bunch of singles because almost like maybe not selfishly is the, the, the word, but it's just like, I love the record so much and I want everybody to listen to every song. And I know that if we put every song out as a single, everybody will listen to them. And I'm like, if we put out like two singles and then we just, now it's, now it's your job. Like, this is your homework. Go listen to the whole, like, did you listen to the full thing? Did you, did you listen to the last song? Did you, to, did you make it all the way? You know what I mean? But I know if we just 
give it like here's three minutes of your time every you know with a with a video like people will li- at least our fans will listen to every song so i kind of i kind of like that aspect of it too everything in culture today it's a little bit more palatable for people like okay so you have a 12 song album and you release every single one of the singles at some point it's a lot more palatable for people to take you know three four minutes at a time (laughs) once a month than it is to take let's say 45 46 minutes at one time even though a lot of people in the rock and metal scene will still listen to albums i mean i still love listening to albums because for me they tell a story from top to bottom especially when you listen to them because you guys put you guys uh, track those and kind of put those on the track list in a specific way for us to really feel the emotion, and absolutely. we can really dive deep. And that's why, again, an album like Separate Eternal, I think, is absolutely fantastic as well. well which probably yeah. after this interview, I'll probably end up uh, starting the turntable <laughs> off again, and I'll put that record on. And I'm just gonna have a good fucking time. Hell but yeah. even one other thing too is with your style of music and with kind of especially after the single "Kind of Close," just hearing kind of a little bit more of the pop elements inside of it as well. Especially with the way that pop music and pop fans end up consuming music, it's a lot of sing- uh, more single driven than even rock and metal. Oh, it okay. allows you guys to really expand the whole entire fan base of the band beyond just the rock fans and the post arc fans. It, it allows you to go a little more of that pop culture side. And especially, I, you can even use this with yourself as well because. Again, a lot of people might know you still from The Voice. We talked about that earlier. The tattoos, everything. So if all of a sudden you guys pop up on like more of a pop playlist, people might go check out the video and all of a sudden they're going to recognize who you are and they're going to start diving deeper into your stuff. It allows for so much more maneuverability, especially with the style of music that you guys are working with. Yeah, that's, that's always been so cool for me. Like the voice viewership is just massive, bro. Like it was so big, you know, I, uh, I think it was like, like 15 million people, like three times a week or something, That's you know, it's, it's, it's just crazy. So like the fact that, um, I still have people being like, hold up, like this is my favorite band and this is that guy I voted for. And like that, <laughs> that, that must be so cool. It must be so bizarre. It must be so cool. I'm just picturing like, you know, me, me watching the voice, let's say, and like, Oh, that guy's really sick. And like actually being involved enough to like vote them or whatever. And then like, you know, years later, they're like singing in some rock band that I like, that would just, I would just be like, so satisfied. I'd be like, ah, everything's, everything's right in the world. You know, like this, this dude found the thing and I like whatever. So yeah. Um, it, it, that's, that's, that's really cool. And it's, it is a huge viewership. So like I've run into that all the time. There's, there's people who, are, you know, are kind of connected to both, which is, which is sick for sure. And especially because you're still seeing it happen today, you can still maximize on that because it's an opportunity to use. It's something that you guys are able to use that almost no other band is going to be able to use, especially when it comes to more mm. of that pop culture sense. Again, 15 million people three times a week. Yeah. You're still going to get a lot of the same people, but 15 million people three times a week, that might be a total of 25, 30 million people overall that may have seen you on The Voice that still remember the image of you on The Voice, especially the tattoos. And all of a sudden they see you show up in a music video or on a playlast, they hear The yeah. Voice and they're like, oh my God, it's is that Matt? Okay, now I gotta yeah. go check this out more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just adds so much more to it because you never know, especially with the internet. Well, all of a sudden one thing catches fire, one thing goes viral, True. and then everyone knows about it. Hell, you might be able to make some sort of weird TikTok challenge out of it, and all of a sudden yeah. everyone between the ages of 13 and 21 knows who Rain City Drive is. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be sick, man. I, I'll just say too, on the new, on the new album, um, uh, it, it's, it's, it's really cool in terms of some of the more poppy stuff and also kind of some heavier stuff for us too. I, I think it was really 
um, a really great process for us to just like, if this is all our bags of tricks and just like empty everything out on the table and just like try to fit in as much as we can of our, of ourselves. I know for me personally, like, um, feeling a little more secure in my role and like, again, the, 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 the development for, for me on this one is like, um, this is my main passion in my life now is this, is this band. It went from being like, like I said earlier, like a, a really cool part of what I do. And I'm like, and I'm also still doing this and this, and I'm, now I'm like, this is my main bag. So I'm trying to get as much of myself into this, into these songs as I can. And it's great because there is a precedent even before I joined of doing stuff that does have that pop influence. It does, that does have some more like acoustic influence, but I would just say that we kind of leaned into a lot of different areas and like um, all of us, you know, and felt kind of free because we all like different kinds of music. And, you know, there's, there's still a, um, there's still an emphasis on, I think the first thing is like, we all have to like it. And if there's something that like somebody hates, it's like, well, you know, I don't, we don't, we don't want to do that, you know, make somebody miserable or something. Right. Cause we don't all like exactly the same stuff or maybe you like to listen to it, but you just don't want to do it as an artist. And then like, and then there's this other thing of like, well, what can we pull off as a band? And I don't know, my, my hope for the group is that we just sound like what we sound like and that's, and that's it. And you know, this is, as much as we don't want to alienate anybody that's been with us, it's like it's it's also an opportunity to be something new in in some ways. And and I mean, again, it's the same exact band as it was the last record with a different name for sure. Um, so, but with that being said, I think we you know we we're, we're just kind of just stretching out a little bit. And I think every record will just stretch out a little. We're just like we, I just I just want to give us permission to do things that's all and i is I, th- I think if you ask for permission certainly in a, in the rock world the answer is no <laughs> you know it's like hey, please can we can we can we have a little bit of this other genre these it's like no you know what i mean like please said just just a, just a little more trap hat how about some auto tune absolutely not you know what i mean like like fuck you but so i think like you just have to do it which I know you brought up Ronnie earlier. Like he's a great example of like, he's like, I'm going to auto tune the fuck out of this verse just to piss people off. And it's just like, and it only takes doing it once. And then people are used to it. And it's like, now he can, he can do that again whenever he wants. And it's never going to be weird. You know what I mean? Like it's so, it's like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a big believer in like, just like not asking for permission and just doing things. Um, and hopefully the brand is just like good music at the end of the day, you know? I think that's the best you can hope for. Another great example to bring up for that. Again, we've talked about multiple times. Use Bring Me the Horizon because mm-hmm. Count Your Blessings, Sepaternal, uh, what they did in Amo, the post-human survival mm-hmm. horror EP. Mm-hmm. Like, look at how different all of these records are. But yeah. when you listen, you still think of Bring Me the Horizon and you still think Absolutely. of music, even though I wasn't the biggest fan of Amo. But like post-human survival horror, I'm like, holy shit, what the hell they do here? This is fucking awesome. Yeah, so dude. when it comes down to quality of music, that's really where you guys sit, have to sit in. And a couple other things. One, now with this being you know your your main gig, it's like this is what you're heavily focused on with the most important thing. It's going to end up blaming you time to just focus in on some other things within the band. It's like, okay, what do we want to try here? Especially with the chemistry you have going with the band, the comfort that you have going. There's yeah. going to be things you're more willing to try and more willing to test out because, hell, what's the worst thing that can happen if you're writing something, you try and experiment with something, and it doesn't work out? Well, then you've got uh, you've, you've got an example of something that's just not going to work out. It's kind of like exactly. Thomas Edison making a light bulb. He didn't fail 5,000 times. He failed 400. He just found 499 
4,999 ways how not to make a light bulb. Exactly. Just kind of that same route. And the name change itself, it does even lend some expectations that something different might come up here. But if you guys are able to include some of the exact same kind of stuff that you did in a similar tone and a similar oh, vibe totally, you yeah. done some of the previous records, you're I don't feel like you're gonna alienate, you know, the older fans, but you're gonna allow newer fans to come in. Cause again, even listening to to better days, like there's a lot of stuff I liked off and all of a sudden cutting it close comes out. There's some pop elements there that I'm not necessarily too akin to personally. Yeah. But I'm like, I still can tell it's you guys. I can still tell that the quality craftsmanship of the writing process is there because when I was going through deep, like I was able to follow along with the song in terms of the emotional storytelling that was going on mm. there. Even watching the music video, like this makes a lot of sense going through here. And even some of those popular elements that were brought in there from an emotional connection standpoint, even though for me, I'm like, man, I kind of feel like I like the heavier stuff, but this all still makes sense. Even from a uh, mind where I'm like, I just want breakdowns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, so it's, it's cool again. Like, um, the new the new record it's like i feel like we, we we pushed for sections that were more like double time or like upbeat or we pushed for like faster tempos or like i feel like that's that's a big thing in the, the genre it's just like heavy mid tempo whatever it's like i wanted more stuff with energy for like live and shit and then like some kind of more breakdown moments um with me being like what the hell am i gonna sing over breakdowns or just sing some like poppy shit over it whatever <laughs> and then like uh yeah i don't know it's like there's songs that like it's the lowest the guys have tuned down, but it's like a really poppy song too. And it's, I don't know. It's uh it's weird, man. I get so tired of like talking about genres with people, especially in the industry, because they're just, they're, I think they're all, especially knowing my background, they're like worried that I'm like, just going to go full beaver on everybody or something. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, I'm like, no, it's like, it's a, it's a rock band. Like, always gonna be a rock band very like guitar oriented and that's even my solo stuff has always been like that but um but it's like when i say like pop i just mean or or when i say alt or when i say crossover like i just mean that i think the band could be a lot bigger than it is and i'm kind of thinking about you know from like the 60s into like you know the early 90s let's say like rock music was just massive you know there was years there where like that was pop music and the and the and really it was because like the greatest minds and the biggest stars in music were in playing in that arena right and so like i'm just trying to write like for our our bigger songs our bigger singles like there's one in particular i can think of where it's like i think we're just trying to write as if like like go go back and listen to like an aerosmith song or something you know what I mean? it's like they're just they're just massive hits and and, I, and, I, and i'm not saying it sounds anything like that it's just like it's like writing as if a rock song could be like a big smash you know what i mean like that everybody loves because like that's how that's how it used to be so just really and i i think i, I think it does come down to the writing i mean obviously production is important but a hit is a hit and if you can write a great song like you can pour, you can do it and you can do it just acoustic you could do like any kind of genre uh, you could do country you could do whatever and it's just still going to be a smash so like I'm just trying to write really big songs, but like with the rock band, and hopefully we'll do that. Again, uh, totally understandable, and it's gonna be something that when you start releasing more singles off of this record, it's something that we're gonna end up having to look out for because it, it kind of is like a it's kind of like Christmas morning every single time because you know you see the presents wrapped under the tree. Unless it's, you know, a new bike and your dad wrapped it, it literally looks like a bike mm. just wrapped up in uh in uh 
wrapping paper. No, it's like a bunch of box out there. You don't know what's in them. So yeah, every time a thing comes out, you're going to have to open up a brand new present, open up and be like, and just be surprised and just enjoy what it is because you never know. It could be something that's going to be on that heavier downside. It could be something that's more up tempo. It could be somewhere on a pop. Yeah. It could be all over the place, but it's like Christmas morning. You want to open them all. You want to play with everything that's in there. You want to have everything that's in there. So yeah. why not just enjoy it? Yeah, dude. No. And, and that's, 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 definitely good mindset to have and and like my and it's because it's true like people people really aren't going to know like you're gonna you're gonna go through the track listing and like hopefully it has a good flow to it um but it's like there is a bit of everything and so even if there's a song where you're like oh that's a little too poppy for me or something it's like the next one won't be you know what i mean and it's just like uh i don't know i i'm i'm super proud of it um i feel like lyrically it's really really strong for me as well which like that's the thing that i probably care the most about and i'm like the most uh hard on myself about um so yeah i'm just really looking forward to reactions from that as usual yeah and you'll start getting more reactions when the next single comes out i think you said sometime later in january of 2022 correct january yeah 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 and then i'm not going to ask you like when the record it'll be like fully out because i mean if you're talking about releasing more and more singles it's like okay that might not even be a thing let's just focus on the next single let's just focus <laughs> on unwrapping the next present not trying That's to be right. like that one kid on christmas who will just rip through everything in like five minutes, be like, cool, and then just leave it there. No, no, no. Exactly. Unwrap everything, you know, look at it, play with it for a little while and enjoy. That's right, dude. Hell yeah. Is there, is there, is there anything that you you wanted to ask me that we didn't, we didn't kind of touch on? Um, not really, because usually I always just go through this conversation based style and whatever comes up is whatever comes up. And this was honestly one of the more insightful conversations I think I've ever had, especially when we started talking about the whole marketing side of things, Oh, cool! just okay, jumping great, into man. it. I mean, there was a p- period of time where I think you may have talked for like five minutes straight and I'm just sitting here and I'm just like <laughs> mesmerized everything that's happened. I'm like, I don't want Matt to stop talking. Oh, this is no. fucking fantastic. Okay, just keep going. I've been... Keep going. <laughs> yeah. I've been like replaying. I was just like, I should have just, I know he said it was a conversation. I should have just let him ask me questions. We could we could push this back if we need to. I want to make sure you got to ask me everything. So, all right, cool. No, dude, you are you you are fantastic on this. You're probably one of my favorite guests of all time doing all right, something thanks, like this. Man. So, there will be one last question I want from you, yeah. and it'll be something I always end it with. So, okay, whenever cool. I get a chance to end these podcasts, the one thing I like to do to whoever my guest is, I would like them to give them a chance to say anything they want to say, plug or they want to plug, promote whatever they want to promote. The end. So, if you want to take that opportunity, Matt floor is yours well yeah again thanks for listening everybody thank you for having me so much this was a really great interview for me um if you want please check out the new single by rain city drive called putting it close produced by mr eric ron um i'm hyped on it but even more than that just look out for the rest of the record i I think you guys are really going to like it um go learn all the lyrics and sing them back to me on a on a tour coming near you in 2022 (laughs) baby yeah yeah so now I'll end this podcast myself with three very specific things. First things first. Well, you heard what Matt just said. You know, cutting it closes out. There's more singles coming your way. There's one coming your way in January. And yes, the band, Rain City Drive. You're going to want to find this band online. You're going to want to see him perform live. You're going to want to check him out, buy some merch, do all that stuff. So you're going to want to search them online, you know, go to their social media platforms, go to YouTube, watch a cutting it close video. You're going to want to buy some merch. You're going to want to stream all the stuff that they have. But I know you guys. 
You guys want it as easy as possible. You guys don't want to search this up for yourself. So let me take the legwork out for you. That's Go right. in the description of the podcast, YouTube, Top Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Amazon. You're going to see something that says Find Rain City Drive Online. You're going to see links. You're going to see labels. You're going to see everything there for you to click, go, and then like their stuff on social media, subscribe to them on social media, follow all their stuff, subscribe to them on YouTube, you know, check out their music, stream it, download it, buy it, all that kind of buy some merch. I'm literally taking all the legwork out for you. So <laughs> true. You have no excuse not to, you know, follow along because Love that. Hey, see him live. Check out the next single when it comes out in January and check out the, the latest single, cutting it close right now. Now, Matt, here's number two. So like I said earlier, this is one of my favorite interviews I think I've ever done because this was this full-on conversation based. I mean, oh, some cool, of the stuff man. you're talking about, I was mesmerized as all hell. So whenever I have people on the podcast they enjoy having on, I like to make a certain promise. And this promise has come through 100% of the time. And after maybe like two minutes of this episode, I'm like, yeah, I am. I have to make this promise happen. So my promise to you is this is not an if because if implies possibly not happening. And no, 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 no. Promises, that's not the way they work. When is how I start this out because it implies, yeah, this is happening, but right now time frame is to be determined. So when I get to see Rain City Drive perform live for the first time, because I still have yet to see you guys perform live. Cool. Matt, my promise to you is this. First round's on me. Okay, you got it. All make right, it, dude. We will, make, yeah. we will make it happen. And I always like to pay up on those debts as well because well, it's just fun. It's always a good way to say, you know, hey, you, got, you took time out of your day to, you yeah. know, to be on the podcast. I want to say thank you also. I want to see you perform live, so I'm going to be there as well. So cool. I'll keep an eye out for when you guys go on tour. I'll let you know everyone know. It's like, hey, Rain City Drive is going on tour. Make sure you go see it. And I will end it on this because I'm not saying goodbye. I can't say goodbye. I would love to have you back in the podcast again in the future because yeah. this conversation was absolutely incredible. I have a promise to keep, and I will see you perform live. So goodbye is way too final. Nah, Matt, we're ending it with this. See you later. See you later, bro. Yep. Catch you, man. Well, well, folks, this is my interview with Matt from the band Rain City Drive. Again, when it comes to finding Rain City Drive, find all their music online so you can listen to it, stream it, subscribe to them on all their you know streaming platforms, whichever one you prefer, and download stuff, buy their stuff, buy some merch, follow them along on social media, subscribe to their YouTube channel, everything around that. You're going to want to be able to do that because you do not want to miss out on this band, especially with a new record coming out and more singles coming out to boot. So you're going to want to follow along, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. Instead of having to look it up, like I said, look at the description of the podcast. I have it all there for you. I already did the legwork. All you got to do is click on the links, like, share, and subscribe. And no, there will be none of those like Facebook links, like the long track stuff. No, I'm taking all those out for you because they don't need to know any of that. Also, please remember to subscribe to the Corporate Rush Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Like our stuff on social media. Subscribe to us, follow it, whatever it might be. Um, also, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Spotify, Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Amazon if you like the audio versions of the podcast as well because we're going to keep coming up with these incredible guests like Matt McAndrew from Rain City Drive. And, I mean, we're not going to stop. This is just this is how we're closing out 2021 with some of the some incredible interviews with some of our friends, some of the biggest bands we might have ever had, including Matt McAndrew from Rain City Drive. I mean, we're going to keep coming. We're going to keep putting the pressure on so that 2022 is going to be even better than 2021. And... I will end up bringing Matt back in the podcast in 2022 because this was fantastic. I loved every single minute of it. I hope you guys as well because there was so much here to learn about the history with Rain City Drive, how they came to the name change, what's coming in the future, the idea behind it, the mindset behind it, and also some cool, interesting marketing tips that the band has used throughout their time, that Matt has used throughout his time, that you can use as well, not just from a band's perspective, musical perspective, but like an everyday life perspective. I mean, how cool is that? Pocket Squares. Everybody remember Pocket Squares. What Probably one of my favorite podcasts I've done this year. One of my favorite podcasts of all time. And I'm not just saying that because 
it's Matt. I'm saying it because this was absolutely incredible. I was enthralled every step of the way with this. I can't wait to do this again with Matt, and I cannot wait for you guys to enjoy the music of Rain City Drive. So on that note, that's going to be for me, guys. Congratulations to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of these episodes with a big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yeah! Ah, I can't sing as good as Matt.